When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I know absolutely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that makes today Christmas for me. me, (laughs) As always, this is not her Christmas. This is maybe her flag day. Uh, Someone who's pretty ambivalent about the Rock Hall, but I forced her into a lot of knowledge is my co-host, Kristen Studdard. Hi, Kristen. Hello, Joe. Sounding crisp on the old AKG. Feeling just as excited as if we were celebrating our grand old flag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got a number of guests with us here for today's special occasion. We are indeed revealing the inductees for the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. Uh, He's with us just about every special announcement. It's our good friend, host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, Joey Devine. Hi, Joey. Hey, how are you guys? I feel like I haven't been on in a while, so this feels good. Extra special. <laughs> Back yeah. in the saddle. And Joey was with us on our draft episode, so he will learn if he's accumulating any more meaningless points. Another I am, person- I'm guessing I'm not. <laughs> right. <He's> not. <laughs> uh, another person who was with us on the draft episode, rejoining us from the Never Not Funny podcast, comedian Jimmy Pardo. Hi, Jimmy. Hello, everybody. Uh, nice to see everybody and uh, excited to see if I'm going to uh, get a few points here. Uh, as you know, I am boycotting the Rock Hall until <laughs> Pat Benatar is inducted or at least back on a ballot. I'm uh, on a soapbox every single day of my life that uh, the Rock Hall is irrelevant until they acknowledge Pat Benatar's existence. Thank you for your time. Good luck to everybody in the draft. Jimmy Pardo picking up my banner and running with it. I love it. It is the most ridiculous thing in the world that that woman is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of everything involved in those words. She rocks. I got to ask, though, Jimmy, what does boycott mean in this scenario? Are you going to not go to Cleveland? I'm going to not watch the HBO broadcast again. I'm going to not watch that. I didn't watch that when I think I was on camera for it. That's uh, so. (laughs) um, And by the way, if I may, if I could plug very quickly, you mentioned my podcast, Never Not Funny. Just coincidentally, uh, on this week's Never Not Funny, we have from the Rocker Hall of Fame band Chicago, trombonist James Panko is on the show this week. So that was a thrill and a dream for me. So, and again, the week that the the Rock Hall is uh, announcing the uh, inductees. It's all coming together. Yes. Yeah. Will Chicago get in again? They're going to get in a second time. That's what we talked about. I said, there's got to be a way to get you guys in a second time with all the many lineups you've had. And he said, they're talking about it. So. uh, (laughs) Great. Yes. 
And we have another guest with us who was here for the nominee announcement a few months ago, and he's back for the inductee announcement. Greg Heller. Hi, Greg. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Good. Oh, you know, I'm excited. I'm giddy. I know. it. Greg witnessed my infamous pacing and absolute rant, uh. lo- losing my mind when Tina Turner <laughs> was nominated. I did actually combust. It was a weird, like, she entered this weird, like, fugue or manic state, and I, I'm not exaggerating when I say like, I felt like she was being controlled by like a secondary <laughs> force. Like she felt, she seemed to have lost control of her own like faculties. It was fascinating to watch. I regret that, Joe, I regret that we were not filming at that time. We yeah. really should have been rolling on that because it felt like an important moment in the history of uh, psychosis. Yeah, I did lose it. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Just wow. So I want to do a little bit of catch up here because we did do it. I did mention that we did a draft. So I want to do a review of our standings. Now, Rhea Butcher could not make it today, but I will start with them and the picks that they made. Rhea was in first was in first place, tied with me with two points for the Go-Go's one point for New York Dolls and one point for Devo. So Rhea had four points. Mm. I also had four points as I got two points for the Foo Fighters and two points for Tina Turner solo. I would rather get the points Rhea had based on the bands you chose. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. I get that. I get that. The, the I'm points, also, I, if I'm, I'm, I'm team Joe in this, uh, in this fight. <laughs> Everybody, please pick a side. Kristen, you have just underneath us, you have three points with two points for Jay-Z and one point for Rage Against the Machine. And then Joey and Jimmy are tied at two points apiece. Joey got one from Shaka and one from LL. And Jimmy got both his points from Iron Maiden. And you know why, right? Because Pat Benatar was once again left off the... Uh, <laughs> and she was my first, uh, my number one draft pick. But the uh, nominee, uh, nominated committee thought that, no, we shouldn't include the most uh, one of the most important females in the history of rock and roll. We're going to ignore her. That's what they said. That's what they said out loud. This year, they, you know what? I just want to believe that they're doing a resting year so that next year she can come straight to the top. Slide right in. Slide right in. That's what I'm hoping for next year. She better be on next year's ballot. And that's all you're going to hear from me. (laughs) Full stop. That's I'm done. This is the first year that I care more about who gets in than about how many points I get if whoever Mm -hmm. gets in, because there are so many people that I want to get in this year, which is a very wild thing. I also have already forgotten who I drafted, even though you just said it. (laughs) Wait, who did I got Jay-Z and someone else? And Rage. Rage. Okay, sure. So I reviewed who we chose. I think I should also just do a general review of who was on the ballot this year, which was in alphabetical order. Oh, do you want to see if I can name them all? I do not. No. <laughs> I can. I believe that you can. I just don't know if we need to spend 10 you minutes. You want to get to it. Let's go. <laughs> we have Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Carol King, Fela Kuti, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dionne Warwick. And if you've been listening to the show, you have heard our predictions, or at the very least, my predictions. I don't think that you differ, Kristen, from my picks, but I do believe the inductees this year will be Tina Turner, Carol King, The Go-Go's, Foo Fighters, Jay-Z, and Dionne Warwick, if there's six. 
I also think, especially having talked to voters as we did the last two weeks, that the New York Dolls and Todd Rundgren could sneak in there. Yeah, I agree with that analysis based on all of the shows that we have done. Before we get into the inductees, I just wanted, and, and it give the opportunity for anyone who has a prediction that's outside my own and kind of what Kristen and my consensus is if anyone wants to be on the record. I just have a, I have a small feeling, I, I, but I think, I think you nailed it, to be honest with you. I think that your predictions are, are spot on. I think the wild card for me is Iron Maiden, even though they are the band that has vocally, and they didn't even ask their, their fans to vote for them. They didn't rally behind this at all. But I think the Rock Hall still is smart enough to know that if they were to induct them, the Iron Maiden fans would show up in droves and they would sell the venue out. So they are my outs other than mm-hmm. your group, which I think is spot on. Maiden is my choice. Um, I would like to say, I think there is going to be some way for Fela Kuti to get in. I was extremely surprised to find him on the ballot. And I think by virtue of how much he stands out and how little competition he has on this ballot. And also I think, voters realize like, hey, maybe we can induct some people who are not from the United States, Australia, or the UK. I think he is going to get in as a way of swinging open a certain door. And I think voters might have seen that. That is my I think they might have to swing the door open for him, though. I don't know that the voters are going to be swinging that door open. You know, we've talked about a, a potential new category that acknowledges the international artists, or they could use some of the categories that they have already established, like musical excellence or whatever influence, if they feel like that's the only way Phala is going to get in, which I would say, I don't think he's getting in the traditional way. Anymore. Well, that would also be how they would backdoor craft work in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Germans? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Can could get in. Yeah. Dave Matthews, technically South African. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Stop it. Uh, okay. Well, then I think we're ready to reveal the inductees. Oh, boy. Uh, does anyone believe that there is a, a lock on the ballot? Like that there's like someone Tina is motherfucking get- Turner. Agreed. Tina Turner. I believe Tina Turner is a lock. I watched the documentary last week and it made me even angrier about her being tied forever to Ike within the Rock Hall, just considering how truly traumatized she still is by the abuse that she endured for 16 Mm -hmm. years with him. And the rage that I have about her not getting recognized, particularly as a rock singer, rock solo artist, It is like even more inflamed. I'm going to get possessed again. But like, I do believe that she is absolutely a lock. They're just, if she is not inducted, I will literally close my computer and I will never log back on to this show ever again. Okay. Well, why don't we reveal our first inductee? Thank fucking God. Yeah, obviously, obviously, I didn't think it was necessary to draw that one out. Everyone knew Tina Turner was getting in. It was the biggest slam dunk in a while. It's certainly the biggest slam dunk I think that you and I have ever seen Kristen on a ballot. Like, there was no way this was not happening. And I, I'm glad they didn't. Boy, oh boy, it would have been it would have been a whiff so hard. Maybe I would have quit the show. Wow. If you could get Joe to give up on the rock hall. <laughs> It, it, it just would have been impossible. So, yes, Tina Turner is getting into the Rock Hall, obviously. That is two extra points for me. Oh, Joe. 
You can have them all. Who cares? I'm so happy <laughs> that she's getting in. And, and this like really opens up a lot of exciting things too. Mm-hmm. Like her getting so. in. It's ooh. Well, and also listening to a bunch of Shaka Khan this week. I'm like, how are you going to, you can't argue that they aren't related either because damn. Can ask you a, Christy, can I ask you a question? Hmm. Was Shaka Khan in any of the Mad Max films? You make an excellent point. That is a prerequisite to rock. Yeah, because as far as I know, she had the hair for it. She could have been. She could have, I think, slipped into that world without an issue. But she never interfaced, as far as I know, with either Master or Blaster. (laughs) And those motherfuckers run Barter Town. Not shit energy. That's just the I way it is. I think that okay? their, their singing styles and their hairstyles uh, are both like so similar. That kind of like whiny scream. I don't know. I really. Especially since we've seen the induction of Whitney, I do feel like Shaka Khan is like that missing link between the Tina era and like the, the Whitney era. I agree. And I'm like, if we get Dion in, ooh. It'll be spooky. Yeah. <laughs> She's alive, Kristen. It's not a ghost. There won't yeah. be a ghost there. And, and, and if you do meet her, Kristen, I highly suggest you use the I love your whiny screaming. <laughs> yeah. Whiny scream is definitely is the place to go. Um. <laughs> All right. So I've got Kristen excited with Tina Turner. Why don't I reveal the second induct? Why don't I bum her out in some way? So the the Foo, the Foo Fighters are indeed getting in their first Fucking year first eligible. year eligible. Dave Grohl is now the second person in Rock Hall history to be a first year eligible inductee twice with Nirvana and now the Foo Fighters. The only other person to have that distinction, an equally talented man, John Lennon. Yep, pretty much exactly mm. the same. That's a one to one comparison. I just want to say, though, that I pulled up like a nominees playlist or whatever on mm-hmm. Spotify. And the song that was on there from the Foo Fighters was All My Life. And I'm like, oh, damn, I forgot that this song absolutely rules. And it is so good. That is going to be the case, honestly, with a lot of Foo Fighters songs. You have to remember that like, they have been putting out music consistently since they started. And there's, there's one or and two songs. And they've never been the best band working <laughs> at, the, at any point in that time. It's quite a compliment, uh, Joe. They've been putting out music yeah. consistently. <laughs> well, well what, what I meant to say was I do think there are one or two great songs on each of those albums. I just... Find it interesting Dave Grohl has the time to record music in between all the music documentaries he's appearing in. Mm-hmm. Well, Joey, Seriously. He's, he's in front of the switchboard, so he's right there. They catch him while he's making the music. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Whereas Thurston Moore is sitting in front of a record shelf, so that's why he has less of an output. Mm-hmm. I will say two things about the Foo Fighters. Firstly, I grew up with and at one point played music with Taylor Hawkins. He is really the first person in the rock hall that I can consider to be a friend. I also dislike the band enormously. And (laughs) I feel like, and I don't know, Jimmy, if you want to jump in here, but I feel like the Foo Fighters getting in, does it kick open the door for Foreigner? Is that what it does? I I believe Foreigner deserves to be in there more than Foo Fighters. I think Foreigners, uh, if you, we talked about on the, uh, on the draft show, Foreigner Mm -hmm. has like 11 songs that charted higher than anything the Foo Fighters have ever done. It's ridiculous. But they really are like the Foo Fighters are, they're Foreigner 
for now. I agree. Do I think either of them deserve to be in? I don't think so. And I certainly don't think Foo Fighters deserve to be in on the first ballot, other than the fact that Dave Grohl's a nice guy. Great. Let's do a nice guy Hall of Fame. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I agree. This I was agree to me, Jimmy. the Foo Fighters were one of the other kind of locks just Agreed. based on the people that we had talked to and kind of the vibe of the hall. You start off at Tina and then you just hit the Foo Fighters. And I'm like, of course, you got to get me with the one two punch of, of yay. Uh. I think it's lazy. I think it's lazy voting yeah. on the on the. Agreed. I got to agree with you. It also to me. I now know Iron Maiden's not getting in because this is your headliner. This is, they closed the, because there's no way you don't, you induct Iron Maiden and don't let them headline the show. So the, uh, Foo Fighters getting in tells me Iron Maiden does not. There's no way both get in. I now will leave this conversation. Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, no. I'm going to listen to my Pat Benatar Iron Maiden compilation tape. Good day. Foo Fighters are in on their first ballot and Radiohead was not. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of says it all, doesn't it? Well, I mean, the Foo Fighters were not the only first-year eligible inductee oh, we know it's about to happen. this year. So Yay. the first inductee is going to be. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. That's great. That's another lock, too, in a way. You know, and also that's two points for me. Yeah, so that is <laughs> two points for Kristen. I, we forgot to say in the, in the Foo Fighters scuffle that that wasn't an additional two points for me. Boo. So Jay-Z is getting in on his first year eligible. That's not always, I mean, like, I don't know that I would necessarily call that a lock because you never know at the Rock Hall. They do have a pretty good track record of inducting hip-hop artists on their first year eligible, as we saw with Biggie last year, Tupac in 2017, Public Enemy, Ren DMC. Well, those are like the hip hop artists white people like. Uh, mm. They're not exactly great at. You there know, are. I uh, mean, that's the thing. Is, is it kind <laughs> of Hello, Cool Jason's still yeah. in. Um, there, so there's like. And he's not getting it. No, he's not, not getting either. in this year. There's. Probably. Yeah. So like there's the big names that seem to slide right in. And then there is an extremely difficult road for mm-hmm. pretty much everybody else. Outcast is yet to. Yeah, Outkast yeah, hasn't appeared on a ballot yet. Yeah. They have not. They should. They should have been inducted as soon as they were eligible. That was another year where they tried LL and clearing the lane for him in 2019, and that didn't quite work. But I think it's exciting. I'm so, I'm relieved that Jay Z is getting in. This is going to be wild. Like what it means for the induction ceremony, because now you really do have the Tina getting inducted and Jay Z, and so we're hoping that you know Beyonce, Beyonce will be in the room. Will- and then may, maybe she should do some of the induction stuff for Tina, pre- presuming yeah. that Tina will not be there to do a performance. Beyonce would make a lot of sense to either or do the speech or do a performance. You have three artists now. You've got three like big time draws as mm-hmm. your the first three out the gate right now. You know, these yeah. any Huge. of these in another year, you could have ended on a Tina tribute. You could have ended with Jay-Z. He's a superstar, still touring. Same with the Foo Fighters. It's like any of these could have been a closer right now. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big year. How are they going to fuck it up? Let's see. I don't know <laughs> what this says about voters, but it seems like one of the things we're seeing is that voters do not have the capacity to process the idea of your day will come. Like they mm-hmm. do not have the ability to look at a ballot and be like, the, the foos will get in, it doesn't have to be now. It mm-hmm. seems like they see the name and it's like all of a sudden it's in 72 point font and they're like, oh, the foos, they, we got to get them in now. And I heard this also from listening to some of the voter shows, perspective seems challenging with them. And I'm not totally sure how to explain that, but like for some reason, certain names, it seems like they go, has to be now, can't wait two years. Yeah, and you also see the majority of the inductees every year 
are artists that are on the ballot for the first time. Mm-hmm. There tends to be this like shiny new thing. I've never been able to vote for them before. I'll pick them versus getting someone who's been nominated a few times. And then that's, I think, why you see someone like LL Cool J get nominated six times, right? Or Shaka Khan. Or Shaka Khan, who has been on the ballot in some form seven times, right? Mm -hmm. But the next inductee is someone who has been on the ballot a few times before. Hello, it's me. My God. Todd Rundgren oh, on his God. third consecutive Cameron appearance. Cameron Crowe must have really made work the phones here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe, do you have time to drop all of Utopia's The Icon real quick? Yeah, give me one second. Yeah. It's, okay, I mean, just pull that up. I believe it's only 33 minutes. <laughs> Listen, Todd Rundgren is... Pretty good! He's, he's I, good. He good. has good songs. And another thing is that, of course, the kind of only pure classic rock artist mm-hmm. on the ballot is going to get in when there's no other competition in that yep. way. It worked for him. Kind of looking back, it's like, yeah, the cards were stacked in his favor. He did not have to compete against the Doobie Brothers. He did not have to compete against Def Leppard. Yeah, he got that straight I'm starting to get rock. upset. I'm like, shit. You know, because now we've got the Foo Fighters, Todd Rundgren, we'll probably get what the New York Dolls. And then if we don't get the Go-Go's, I will leave my body. It's just now we're really getting into the white meat of it. And I'm annoyed. And I (laughs) all white meat, baby. Yeah, I'm really I'm annoyed. The thing is, again, I say this as someone who spent the yesterday listening to a lot of Todd Rundgren and enjoying it and being like, this actually is the basis for a lot of music that I like now. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of indie rock that I enjoy is very much a descendant of the Todd Rundgren piano in rock music kind of thing. I'm not angry that he's in. I just wish it was Shaka Khan. And I knew that it wasn't going to be her necessarily, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I can be annoyed. And I am. Well, you know, uh, we will both for the Foo Fighters and Todd Rundgren, we will do some episodes because we haven't covered them in a while. Foo Fighters is one of the first artists we did when we started the show. And then Todd Rundgren, when he was on the ballot for the first time, we covered him in 2019. So those are artists we're definitely going to revisit. And I think they're worth revisiting. Yeah, I guess. Todd is also someone who has been pretty vocal about his ambivalence, if not outright disdain. Yeah, me thinks he doth protest too much. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna flip real quick. He just wants to bang on a drum, all right, <laughs> all day. He doesn't care about getting in your rock hall. He just wants to bang on that damn drum. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I, Kristen, you're right. He is going to flip. He's gonna show up. And he's going to be grateful. It is so weird to me that Todd Rundgren is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Harry Nilsson is not. I do think Nilsson will get a nom someday. I just think if we're looking at the through line of those kind of guys. It's out of order. It's out of way out of order. Uh, Like, I like Todd Rundgren. He's fine. Sure. But you know what? Between him and the Foo Fighters, it's like, oh, I guess this really is the hall of, okay. This is, we are clearing out these categories. It's like you have excellence in some categories, and then you have the rest in some of these other categories where we've already kind of achieved. The people that are the slam dunk excellent people have already gone in. And so 
we're just kind of getting second tier people. And mm-hmm. I do mean that as shade to the Foo Fighters. But I think that they're fine. Again, I'm, I was listening to all my life and I was like, holy, my sister had never heard the song. She's 25. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this great song is song. great. great I'm like, song. yeah, it is totally a kick-ass song. And yet they don't need to be first year eligible in my opinion. That being said, I think Something Anything's a really good album. Oh yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Can We Still Be Friends came on and my mom was like, oh yeah, this song. We can play this game anymore, but can we still be friends? Similarly to kind of what I said about Foo Fighters, I think if you go back into the catalog of Todd Rundgren, you're going to find a lot of good songs. I would say more so than the Foo Fighters. I mean, I think Todd was, was a real pop rock genius like i think some of those melodies are are really fantastic and the use of interesting instruments in ways that don't sound lame or boring mm-hmm. that, he was, that like, yeah he was a production wizard as well so yeah. like there's all right now we have done four inductees yes there are typically five or six so we know that there's going to be one or two left and i know that we got a little scared in our voter calling episodes about this next artist, but I can assure you that she's getting it. I think our sample size was skewed. I, you know, before we called people, we kind of knew that she was, that Carol King was going to get in. Uh, That wasn't, you know. It wasn't obvious when we started talking to voters and I got very nervous. I was like, the two superstars on this are Tina Turner and Carol King as far as iconic names that you see and you think, wait, they're not in. It is the Stevie Nicks of it all, regardless yes, of if they've been inducted before. You see those names and you're like, uh, duh. Of course, of course. Yeah, so- Thank uh, God, I'm really glad. We've got Carol King. So this makes our third- double inductee of this class, which might be a record for Tina and Dave Grohl and now Carol King are receiving their second induction. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Carol King had not been inducted as a performer. She was in Mm -hmm. as a songwriter with Jerry Coffin back in 1990. And so this recognition for the hall for a long time didn't seem necessary. So it's a long time overdue, but I'm glad that it's finally happening. And she will definitely show up and she will play. Here's another person who could conceivably be the headliner given how many people would want to play with her mm. and she is 80 she's like 79 80 <laughs> wait she's what she might be 79 but she's around, she, she's around there and like she's she's uh, still out of, there banging those keys by all accounts is doing well <laughs> and active from what i understand i'm having some nerves now i'm like okay because you know, now the Go-Go's have not been yeah. put on yet. And also Dion. I was just going to say, they're going to tell that they're putting two women in, but it's two women who are already in. Doesn't add any women uh, to the voting. Not mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Oh, well, my God. So it's <sighs> often there are years that are just five inductees. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a seven. This Please year let we this have be a seven And be the Go-Go's <laughs> and Dion Warwick. Let There's it be no ten. Way. There's no way. So uh, we have seen very frequently, though, six. And it feels, as these ballots get more and more stacked, that six feels like it has to be the minimum. I mean, we saw seven in 2019, which was crazy. We hadn't seen that in 15 years. So will there be 
a sixth Index D. There it's is going to be one. Really I can tell be. in your voice, Joe. Yeah, you haven't already like, started. Be doing this. He hmm. hasn't, and also he hasn't started to like wind it down imagine, so that I'm not like actually losing my goddamn mind. Imagine if I said no. All right, that's our show. There is, there is, there is a sixth inductee, and it is our final inductee, and it is wow. the Go Go's. I'm very happy about that. I'm really sad about Dion, though. Dion did not make it, uh, which is, is too bad. We and you can't. We say, just did so much work. You <laughs> so can't much say we didn't try. Personal campaigning. We. Cute. Uh, by my count, I think got her at least four or five votes, which is not nothing. But Dion didn't make it. But let's the Go Go's. This is gonna be so good. They're it's gonna wow. Yeah, that's another band that could fucking headline the thing too. Probably like, not. They <laughs> <laughs> headline the Hollywood Bowl when I went. But I just I bet mean they like open. you open it my- and Foo Fighters close it. Generally speaking, I think that Gogo's probably open for Jay Z. That's just like yeah, yeah. I would say at the Greek or whatever. I would say the Foo Fighters open for Jay Z at Coachella or whatever. Oh yeah, they went Friday one Saturday. They co-headline. Yeah, well, yes, but if they were on the same day, I think they'd close on Jay Z. Probably, but this is the Rock Hall, so yeah, Uh, yeah. But but let's yeah, let's acknowledge the the Gogos are in. There are now five new women in the voting body mm. uh, and there are five women inducted. That's great. That takes us in terms of men and women split. We almost have parody here because by wow. my count, because it was some solo artists because Jay-Z and Todd are solo. Yeah. You have seven women and eight men because there's six fucking dudes in the Foo Fighters. So oh, did, that, did Rami Jaffe get yeah, into the they oh, they, they included him, sake. which takes us to, uh, which could have given us real parody, but Rami Jaffe is like a, a late edition Foo Fighters. He's a Reeves Gabrell. Yes, he is a Reeves Gabrells uh, of the Cure. Although I think he, uh, Rami, at the very least, has played on a record or two. But you know, Dave Grohl can get whoever he wants from his band in there. Maybe he should add some women to his band and get them in there. <laughs> so Pat Smears in, right? Yes. And so is Belinda Carlisle. And Belinda Carlisle. So this is our reunion. first two germs mm-hmm. burn. We have yeah. a ger- this is the first time they're inducting two people with a germs yeah, burn. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, Charlotte Caffey was in a, a like. 2000s era version of the germs which you know obviously isn't as uh legit like belinda was in in the 70s as daddy danger Uh, anyway yeah and that is two points for ria so to review our inductees it is going to be tina turner carol king the go-go's jay-z foo fighters and todd rundgren that does give me Eight points. You know, I don't think we need to go over. There <laughs> we go. We'll do the draft next year. We'll see what points. happens. <laughs> uh, it gives it gives Kristen five. Uh, gives Rhea six. And uh, Jimmy and Joey, my condolences because you did not receive any. I never get any points. I'm used <laughs> to any it. additional points. Nope. But you know what? I drafted fair and square, mm-hmm. and with my heart. Uh, and you're a sellout, Joe. That's all I've got. Yeah, to say. Joe drafted the Foo Fighters. So think about that. Four of those points are from the Foos. Think it's about true. that. They're dirty points. They're dirty yeah. points. It is possible that some of us could receive more points because there are some special categories this year. <gasps> there are specifically, in an unprecedented move, 
more special category inductions than performer inductions. Excuse me? I literally was thinking to myself, this is a short little episode and Joe really couldn't wait to get to it. But I guess there's like another half to reveal. (laughs) There's another six people. I said more. Seven. Mm. So we we are going to take a break. And then when we come back, we are going to reveal all these special category inductions. So we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you shared some pet information with your close ones, with your with your loved ones. All right. Now, guys. He's fine. He's fine. This, <laughs> this is this is the the big surprise of the inductee reveal this year. Listeners, if you could see the light in Joe's eyes right now, you would be losing your mind. I also want to really quick, would you like for us to make any predictions or ideas? Because you said some people might be getting more points. And so I'm like- It was certainly a a good transition into that, uh, what we were talking about and what I wanted to talk about. So you can take that with as many grains of salt as you want. But yeah, (laughs) go, go ahead. And if you guys want to make, I know that Greg had mentioned Fella as someone who could maybe sneak in in a side category. Joey- did you run who referenced Craftwork? I was the one who referenced Craftwork. Yeah, was that in a side category? That was your yeah. I, I I was saying like because Greg brought up like an international category. I was like that would also be yes, how they right. could get Craftwork in. Hey Joe, I'm sorry. I just so I understand the parameters, and I think I do. These special categories are in no way beholden to the nominees. Correct. Correct. The okay. only person they're beholden to is Little Steven. Little Steven, God. exactly. <laughs> so these categories have nothing to do with the voting body. They are discussed and presumably voted on by these separate committees that are comprised of people from the nominating committee. I mean, there's not, as we know, not a ton known about the nominating committee in general. I think there's even less known about what these subcommittees do. Very cloak and dagger rock hall stuff. Well, it's very exciting too, because we haven't had any side categories for the past two years. And I remember that Lauren Anki had a lot to say about how the special categories should and could be used. And we were really dare mm-hmm. I say vibing on that um, <laughs> in the last episode. And it is such a way to fix things. So mm-hmm. if there are some major fixes happening, especially with people that they've tried to get in in the past that they weren't able to get in through a main ballot vote or people who we've talked about this kind of with the old timers club of people who have been forgotten, like early artists that have been kind of like, there isn't someone around in the room anymore to bring them up. And they don't stand a chance on the ballot if they even- Exactly. So so hopefully that's got some corrections coming. Now quickly, Kristen, you said we haven't had any of these special categories recently. Don't forget, we did use a special category last year in the non-performer category. Oh, that's right. We got all those great white managers in. I can't wait. Good for them. I'm just so glad that these white male managers finally get a damn vote and that we got to watch 15 minute documentaries (laughs) about what assholes they were, but it was okay. So I I do want to say one of the inductions this year will be in the non-performer category. Mm-hmm. And I obviously won't be playing a song to reveal it because they did not make music. But this is someone who I was actually familiar with, and I bet this helped their induction. They have a Netflix documentary called The Black Godfather. 
And it's this guy named Clarence Avon. How is he related to music? Was he a manager, a godfather? He was the godfather. He's the godfather. Yeah. Of- <laughs> He's a lot of things. Like he was, you know, in the early days, he managed Little Willie John, most notably, but then a lot of other early rock acts. And then was working at record labels. He started a record label called Sussex, which Bill Withers was on. But I think, you know, one of the reasons that they called him the Black Godfather was he was beyond just being like the head of a label or something else, he was involved in organized crime. (laughs) He could like make a deal. He could make shit happen. He could connect people. He was someone and he was like a little bit of an elder statesman. He's like 90 years old. He's still alive. Is he still alive? Please say he's still still alive. alive. Okay. 90 years old. And he's someone that was like an elder statesman that specifically black artists in the music industry could look to both for guidance, mentorship, and like, I need something to happen. Can you make this happen? And he was known as someone who could do that. I'm interested to see a package about him if they do one. I, I think that would be cool. And if not, um, maybe I'll watch this documentary. I was wondering in my head why I know this guy. And I just, I remembered, I, I looked this up to remember it, but he's the guy who signed Dennis Coffey. He had a huge funk hit in the 70s called Scorpio. He also signed Rodriguez from oh, Searching for Sugarman. Searching for Sugarman, yeah. Yeah. We will definitely watch that documentary for an episode in between now and the, and the inductions. But I wanted to get cool. him out of the way because that is the one non-performer inductee this year. Now let's get into the early influence inductees, plural. And I will play the songs. I mean, the first one, I'm going to play it. I don't know that anyone will necessarily recognize it because this is a true early influence this is like first recording 1929 but i'm gonna play i'm gonna play it anyway this is that moby song right <laughs> it's not it's not blind lemon jefferson this is not a blind artist <laughs> I can, I can. so this artist is often considered to be the father of the delta blues and his name is charlie Patton. oh charlie Patton, that's who it is okay which is kind of surprising that he wasn't already in because he really is one of those guys that like the name it suggests he established shit like before Robert Johnson. Well, and also he had a whole movie made uh, about him, Patton. Called Patton? Yeah. <laughs> George, George C. Scott. Great acting. <laughs> Can I do that? <laughs> so that's an interesting one. Uh, well, you know, maybe if he'd sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads, he would have gotten in a lot earlier. You say that as a joke, but like I, I do think that legend that's attached to Robert Johnson has kept his name relevant and people talking about it. Like there is no exciting myth about Charlie Patton. Yeah. What's also cool about Charlie Patton is that he was indigenous. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Is that song sung entirely in English? It is. You can kind of make out <laughs> you can you can make out some of the words. It's called Down the Dirt Road Blues. Did you think it was in like Choctaw or something, Kristen? I thought well, he was it... he was Choctaw. And so I mean like you can you can definitely <laughs> first shot right out of the box. I could hear it in the you can hear it in the music. tone of voice and in the music that it was an indigenous person, but I also didn't want to make that assumption. 
And yeah, also, I, just, I think, you know, he uh, the records are not super clear. Uh, he, like, died in the 30s, but they're pretty confident. He was of mixed race, both indigenous and black. And, you know, we do not have a ton of indigenous inductees, so I think that is a, a cool induction. It's Charlie cool. Patton. Do we have any indigenous inductees? Robbie Robertson. Is Cher in the rec hall? She's not, right? Cher is no. not. She Cher is not indigenous. She just said she, she was. I think she yeah. said she was, but it's very, very minimal. So let's go on to the next early influence inductee an early influence choice that really i think broadens the idea of the category somebody funky you will not be able to stay home from oh gil scott heron oh wow okay wow gil scott heron so not the last poets though just gil scott heron just gil scott heron and you know he he, his first records were from the early 70s so that is way newer than any early influence inductee we've seen but i think the early influence is on hip-hop i think that's Mm -hmm. that's the way of yeah justifying that well, especially because their earliest in hip hop influence in was probably Blondie. Right. I mean, like, you know, Gil Scott Heron is considered by some, I mean, like, I think a lot of people have this distinction, but like he was the first rapper, but you could, I mean, you could make that argument based on the music, the kind of music that he made. It's also worth noting last year, an artist named Micaiah McRaven, who's sort of like the vanguard of contemporary American jazz out of Chicago, reimagined like all this Gil Scott Heron material through like this contemporary jazz filter. And it really brought some of his older material back to the forefront. Gil Scott Heron had a big year last year. And I think a lot of it was because of that record. And I think also people are thinking about protest music and political messages in his song, I think became very relevant with what we saw last year. And uh, yeah, so I feel like that is, it's a timely induction. I listened to that song not too long ago in like the last month or so and was really struck by how absolutely 100% relevant it continues mm-hmm. to be with the way that we're re-examining obviously like racial justice but also capitalism it's just such a that's cool I'm glad that we're gonna yeah. get to hear about him and his music at the show and I just want to say one thing if you haven't heard the record I'm talking about the Micaiah McRaven record there's a song he did a reimagining of where did the night go that is like incredible so plug for that and in case anyone was uh, knows nothing about Gil Scott here, and that song was "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised." Mm-hmm. Now, next up, we have another kind of reinterpretation of the early influence category. If this is LL Cool J. <laughs> like... Oh, all right then. Craftwork. Yeah. You know, uh, similar in terms of first record with Gil Scott Heron, early 70s. You know, we've got Depeche Mode and uh, Nine Inch Nails in last year. Mm-hmm. It feels weird to not also have Kraftwerk in. And if I guess they feel like they can't get Kraftwerk in the traditional way, then this is where you put them. This is the way to do it. They Nile Rodgers them, exactly. And I think it's fine. If you're not going to get the voters to vote for Kraftwerk and they need to go in, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they listened. It's very weird. Yeah, right. I mean, (laughs) we've we've been advocating (laughs) for this type of uh, induction, which is that 
the hall has the power to just put someone in if they want to, and they can mm-hmm. do it in these categories and they can continue to put them on the ballot and it be hopeless. And they keep shrugging their shoulders and going, we tried, or they could do something about it. And they could just put them in, find a category for them, even if it means changing the category. I mean, Kraftwerk, their first, and same with Gil Scott Heron, because I think they were both 71. We are 50 years out. So I think we can technically consider them early influence. I think that mm-hmm. it, that is okay. If you want to use 50 years as a marker, then there you go. I just want to say two things. I'm glad for this. Secondly, mixed feelings, because I feel like there's a stigma about getting in via special category. And I feel like if all the Rock Hall people were at one party, they'd be like, oh, there's fucking Kraftwerk special category (laughs) chumps or whatever. I feel like there is a little bit of that in Kraftwerk. I, in my opinion, deserved a little bit better. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I think with time, 30 years ago, baseball Hall of Famers would have said that about like, when they started putting in a lot of Negro League guys through special purposes. And now it's just like, yeah, they're all Hall of Famers. Like, I think with time, it's like, there's no difference. Now, I am about to reveal three inductees in the musical excellence category. Musical excellence. All right, hang on. Uh, I, I'm going to use I'm going to use this break to step away. I, I apologize. Uh, we went longer than I anticipated. For sure. And before I go, let me just remind everybody that uh, Pat Benatar not being in the Hall of Fame makes this whole thing irrelevant. Uh, also, Foreigner deserves to be in there before the Foo Fighters. My name is Jimmy Pardo. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. Bye, Jimmy. Thanks, Thanks Jimmy. Jimmy. Bye. So they are using the musical excellence category. So who's gotten in on musical excellence? The history of the musical excellence category is that it kind of morphed out of the sideman category. Gotcha. So at a a certain point, they started inducting people like Hal Blaine. So this is where they would have put Pat Smear if the Foo Fighters had never gotten it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, yeah, in 50 years when they got around to it. But there used to be a sideman category where they inducted session musicians and and people who played, like everybody who played with Elvis, like that kind of shit. Then that at one point morphed into musical excellence, which was meant to be a category. And the first time musical excellence was used, it was used for Leon Russell, who was someone who was a session musician and a sideman, but he was so much more than that, right? Cause he had a solo career. He played with a lot of people. He wrote a lot of songs. So then the musical excellence category kind of became like, this is where we put people that we don't have another place for them. Like mm-hmm. Niall Rogers, who, you know, is a producer and was in Chic and has played on songs and it's hard to define him. Uh, they put Ringo in there just because they were like, we need a place for Ringo. So mm-hmm. why not the musical excellence category? So that is what the musical excellence category means now and should mean. Now, the first inductee for the musical excellence category this year is someone who it really harkens back to the sideman origins. It's Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That is Rand- Randy Rhodes. That is Randy wow. Rhodes. And Randy Rhodes was a heavily influential heavy metal guitar player. It's very sad that Jimmy Pardo is no longer on this. I know. Jimmy would have lost his damn mind. So Randy Rhodes played most famously with Ozzy Osbourne. And that mm-hmm. was the guitar solo from Crazy Train. He was, you know, a virtuoso, influenced a lot of guitar players, but there really is no place for him in the rock hall. Because if you inducted Ozzy, you would induct Ozzy. 
you know, he was briefly, I mean, he was in Quiet Riot before they got big. You're not inducting Quiet before Riot. Before Carlos Cavazo? <laughs> yeah, I have, I'm, I'm so glad I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so, and also this is in a sense like an olive branch to the heavy metal community. Mm. You know, th- there's almost no heavy metal inductees and to put in someone like Randy Rhodes, who is a pivotal figure in the genre, I think is a, you know, reaching out the arm. Uh, Randy Rhodes also tragically died in a plane accident. I still think they'd rather, you know, the heavy metal community would rather they just start putting their important bands in. Um, Right. I do want to say though, like, first of all, that's one of the craziest picks almost that I can ever recall in the history of the rock hall. Like Randy Rhodes to me was such a, he's such a definitive like metal head guy. Mm -hmm. He really is like a, throw up the horns for Randy Rhodes kind of guy, but he's mm-hmm. also a very beloved figure was generally considered to be like a really kind guy. And also Ozzy's Sabbath is in Sabbath is so in. it's correct. not that much of a reach really. I'm just, I'm really surprised that they, that old white dudes who are voting acknowledge the type of guitar playing that Randy Rhodes did as well. This isn't a vote. This is, this is the nomcom. This is, right. a you little... know who it is. And this person has been pretty, open about Morello. it's Tom Morello it's yeah. almost single-handedly Tom Morello and he has publicly said that Randy Rhodes is someone he has been trying to get in and so I guess this year when they're kind of opening the floodgates when they were like we're not letting Tom in we might as well put Randy Rhodes in. <laughs> well to me I'm like it's cool I would rather have Tom Morello putting in interesting shredding ass guitar players than little Steven putting in the eighth mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the the 256th most important doo-wop group from the 1960s like you know (laughs) i i would really rather have that you know what's pretty funny if you take gil scott heron and randy rhodes you have rage against the machine there you go (laughs) (laughs) wow that is extremely astute that is extremely astute that is true (laughs) hell yeah so yeah that's that's an interesting induction that, I think that's going to mean something. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that will mean something going forward. I think that means something for Maiden. I think that means something for Priest. Probably doesn't mean anything for like Megadeth or Antarx, but I think that yeah. shows mm-hmm. an appreciation for metal, a deep appreciation for metal. Is Deep Purple in? Deep Purple's they in, are. right? Yes. They are, yeah. They are. But I think that shows a, an acknowledgement of metal that has not previously been acknowledged. That's a big one. That's so cool. I'm sad that Jimmy didn't get to- uh... I texted him and he said, okay. that's, he said that's amazing. So the next musical excellence inductee is someone who I think fits what the category has kind of become. Someone who was a session musician, but also had a solo career, played with a lot of different artists. And I am going to play this song instead of cutting directly to the chorus, I'm going to play from the beginning because this song is one of my absolute favorites and I love the way it begins. I'm like, this has, you know, Dr. John, Randy Newman. Nothing from nothing. That is... Sorry. That's like one of the great trailer songs, too. You can put that in a trailer. I'm getting excited. That is Billy Preston. Yeah, from the Beatles. 
Billy <laughs> Preston, what? Yeah, so like- It was some, in the Beatles. Some called him the fifth- I'm going to be honest. I uh, assumed he was just in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame based yeah, on- Yeah, I kind of did too. I, yeah. I assumed Billy Preston was already in the Rock like, Hall of Fame. If he's adjacent to the Beatles, he yeah. it's a very big mm-hmm. surprise that he yeah. would not be in, considering that they put the- be- Each Beatle has to be in. Like They're like, let's yeah. get Ringo in musical excellence just so we can get him in another time so he doesn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. And so now, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, there were people who called Billy Preston the fifth Beatle. They allegedly had discussions about having him officially join the Beatles. This was at the very tail end, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's very prominent on the song Get Back. He, you know, mm-hmm. he's primarily a, a keyboard player, and he has a, an extended solo on that song. And you... you can also hear it throughout the song it's a big part so much so that that song is technically credited to the beatles with billy preston and he also played with the rolling stones he played with a lot of different artists also not white mm-hmm. not white um, so not alive like another that, but not guy. alive unfortunately not alive but also not uh straight either so that's an, an interesting wrinkle to his story he had a solo career of i mean i think nothing from nothing which was a song i played which i, I think is a, a true banger big hit big hit big uh-huh. hit and he also was a songwriter he wrote you are so beautiful you are so beautiful to me so he i think fits this, this category really well this is such a really perfect well. induction uh- use of the perfect use of this category without a doubt he would never be voted in through the ballot and also kind of this is a better celebration than doing a big ballot and then he takes away from a living artist kind of thing like now Mm -hmm. we can see this beautiful we'll see a great tribute to him we'll learn more about him i think this is a really good use of this category perfect use of the category to me i agree so we i have i have revealed to you guys I believe six special category inductees. There is only one more and it is seven, which makes there more special category inductees than there are performer inductees. And this is in the musical excellence category. And this inclusion in this category to me blows the category wide open. Cause I don't think it is really by any stretch of the original definition, what this category is, but I feel like they felt compelled to use the special category for this, so. Don't call it a comeback. Okay, God damn it, wow. I, I mean, I jokingly said that at the beginning of this segment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Hello, Cool J. They are choosing, and I'm assuming it's because if they want to move forward with hip hop inductees and do mm-hmm. not have LL Cool J in the hall, it feels and looks very weird. Well, mm-hmm. and then this is also where now it, kind of opens the door for them to be like, oh, okay, this is where Sonic Youth goes or like if this they is want. where, yeah. Kate Bush. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this could be a Kate Bush category. I, I, I just, I'm, what is the logic here? Like when we explain this out, is could the logic be anything else other than not enough people have voted for this guy? Mm-hmm. There's he no must- other <laughs> logic for this, right? He must have done so, so poorly in the votes. Because if they felt that he had a chance to get in the regular way, they would have gotten him in the regular way. Like I said, I think they felt like they want to move forward with hip hop. Joe, as a devotee of the Rock Hall, how do you feel about 
this diluting the brand or diluting the like merit of the voting system? You know, I, on, on some level, what I don't like is if you were going to induct him in a special side category, don't put him on the ballot. Right. That takes votes away from people who could have used it. Also on the year, it seems like a bit of a diss on a year that he was nominated straight ballot. How do you tell LL this news? is one thing I've been thinking about. Well, you have to call CSI Los Angeles. <laughs> NCIS, my friend. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. And you call the uh, offices yeah, you call of the, the Naval battle. Crime uh, <laughs> Investigation so, yeah, Syndicate. I, mean, what is I don't, but, but what I mean is like, you say like you got inducted and then are you supposed to be like, well, not so fast, LL. It's in a special category because you're uh, dot, dot, dot better than everyone. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how you do well, it. Well, I think the logic of they have to make this decision in advance. I don't know that that works because I think this decision is made in reaction to votes, but not in advance already, of votes. But there's been many votes you know this was his sixth time on the ballot right like, but maybe they were thinking this is the year he'll get i'm not totally sure but like does he get to perform yeah oh yeah for sure i mean that's the thing about a lot of these side categories as i get the sense now we're looking at 13 inductees total and they are going to have to make an induction ceremony out of this which makes me believe that someone like maybe charlie Patton, you know some of these inductees are not going to get the full treatment yeah. Unless they decide to do a creative arts ceremony the night at, before at the fucking week. 10 in the morning or whatever. And hand yeah, out a, couple a of separate just rock halls, a separate category, uh, because you cannot you cannot have a ceremony with 13 performances. And I'm curious what they're thinking in terms of what is feasible this year. They are thinking of having the Foo Fighters play 10 songs. That's <laughs> what they're thinking of. Like, but like, I mean, we are hopeful that there can be a live, normal induction ceremony, but we don't know that necessarily. So maybe they are thinking they're almost making a hybrid of what they did last year and what they do normal years with a heavily produced, almost documentary style induction combined with, you know, smaller live performances. We really don't know what this is going to be in October we don't know what the world is going to look like and what has opened successfully and what they're allowed to do. I mean, like, I don't know if they're expecting Kraftwerk to show up. I don't know that I am. Florian Schneider just died, didn't he? He did. He died, yeah. Six months ago, maybe? He Within the right. past year, he did. Right. Gotta have those robots show I up. feel like they could wind up doing, like, kind of one of those Grammy-style, like, bi-coastal things, too, where they have some people performing in New York. They have some people performing in Cleveland. They have little shows all around. Craftwork is actually an interesting one because there is no, like, rock hall version of a Craftwork show that makes sense. There, That is an audio-visual experience. That, that can't requires... Just, like, you can't just like drop him in a back line with fucking Paul Schaefer. Like they, <laughs> that's a, a, yeah. a setup. And who was it? Somebody, was it Janet Jackson or whatever? They rejected her yeah. stage demands. Mm -hmm. feels like NWA as well. So it, like it feels the, the craft room feels like they'd rather just not do it than do like some overly lit bullshit version of it. LL definitely wants to perform. Yes. Sure. And I think he will. Mm -hmm. I think of, of these artists, you know, it's him and Kraftwerk that are the only ones that are capable of performing because the other ones, these are posthumous inductees. Which is why it's even wilder that LL is in this category, right? Oof. Yeah, because you are they are going to want to give him the attention that they give to a regular inductee. Exactly. God, I hope there's no 
Mama said, knock you out with the fucking Foo Fighters as the house band. I just like, <laughs> I, 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 I just, it you, can't happen. Like, I hope you've that gotta doesn't happen. figure if he's going to duet with somebody, it'll be Jay-Z. I hope so, yeah. But they don't necessarily like each other. I know. As, I've, as but... I found out. Maybe that, maybe that uh, you know, they buried the hatchet there. But yeah, there's there's some beef with those guys, you know, that goes back to when they were very young. So, yeah, maybe they're past it. But I don't I don't know. I officially have to bounce. Joe, this has been extremely exciting. I'm literally I should have been off this call half an hour ago, but I could not tear myself away, as was evident. Thank you so much for (laughs) letting me in this world. Um, Of course. I hope the rest of your day is this good, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. It's a, it's a high bar, but thank you for staying on. I'm glad you did. And it was good seeing you. We'll see all you yeah, guys soon. Good to Bye. see you. See Bye. you soon. And I mean, there's, I don't know if there's much else to, to say. Uh, I'll, I'll do a recap. 13 inductees this year. Tina Turner, Foo Fighters, Jay-Z, Todd Rundgren, Carol King, The Go-Go's, Clarence Avant in the non-performer category, Charlie Patton, Gil Scott Heron, and Kraftwerk in early influence, Randy Rhodes, Billy Preston, and LL Cool J in musical influence. You know, it really bodes well for the direction that the hall is going in. The use of this special category to make a more diverse hall is like very exciting considering how the special category was used last year in a way that I fully have gone off on yeah it, it was is- used to honor itself and and yep. in not a diverse way which was mm-hmm. a, really a bummer yeah and so this does bode well and i honestly think that after the initial kind of like shock or like bit of a bump about ll being in a special category i think he's actually just going to get treated like a regular inductee mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. just the way it's going to be because tina is going to get a tribute performance maybe or maybe they won't do a performance for her at all if they can't get beyonce to do something like i think i think that i think there will be a tribute performance i but really hope there will I be don't think it'll be beyonce just i would steal yourself for that that's going to be hard to um, to manage it's beyonce yes. yeah uh, I would maybe aim lower on that one. Um, I just feel like if anyone could get Beyonce, it would be someone like Tina Turner. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. She would show up. I would maybe think Alicia Keys. If well, I come were on. You. Let's, let's, yeah. I mean, that's true. But let's also not forget there. that her husband is being inducted. So that's uh, yes. sure. It's there's a, two reasons to be there. And another thing I will say is that these special categories are it's it's very colorful it is diverse in terms of genre but i am going to say you couldn't fucking put one woman in there almost had parody and then they added 10 guys mm-hmm. big mama thornton was right there if you want an early influence inductee big mama thornton has been I mean, do we have to scream it from the rooftops? There's been a lot. I, it felt like it was in the air this year. A lot of people were predicting that she would get in an early influence. And the fact that they did three and did not include her. I did not realize that she's not in yet. It's one of the big snubs from that era. That is infuriating. She Holy should shit. be in. Another thing, if you are going to revive the musical excellence category and make some of the inductions similar to the old sideman definition. Carol Kay. Yes, the is, bassist from the Wrecking yes, Crew is. That, yes, I was gonna. Yes. I actually was gonna bring that up, but I wasn't sure if she really wasn't in. She's she really not in. Is not just of 
women musicians. She is mm-hmm. one of the most important session musicians of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's the bass player for the Wrecking Crew. She is a woman and she is alive. And good God. And what a miss. What a miss. Induct Carol Kay. That's another one that is, it should be super fucking obvious. It is not difficult, especially when you open this category up wide and do three in each one. Mm-hmm. And there are, there are also women who could be in the non-performer category as well. Mm-hmm. Also, let's, let's write the fucking Stax record debacle. Yes, like- put in Estelle Axton, who was... I don't even know how to describe how how crazy and uh, that package was infuriating to hear them say her name a million times when talking about inducting her brother. It's in the name stacks. They put in Stuart and then they didn't put an accident like it's it, so I guess I'm just saying if anyone is listening that makes these decisions, I want to make it very clear. There are names beyond what we're saying, but some off the top of the fucking dome, Big Mama Thornton, Carol Kay. Estelle Axton, there's Memphis Minnie uh, was someone from the early days of rock and roll. She's the one who wrote When the Levy Breaks. Florence Greenberg on our show. Seymour Stein advocated for Florence Greenberg's induction. She was the founder of Scepter Records, which had Dionne Warwick on it, which had a lot of major artists on it. And the fact that she started a label as a woman back then. At that time, yeah. Insane. You know, and there are more Sylvia Robinson, who was like a pivotal figure in the creation of hip hop as a viable genre in music. And here's another thing, you know, who fits the musical excellence category, not to diss LL, but you know, who fits the musical excellence category, someone who maybe you can't define by just their solo career because they were also in a band is Shaka Khan. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to get ornery. But because this is a good step in the right direction, but mm-hmm. given the, the sheer number without women, mm-hmm. if they're going to do this, because we, we fucking almost had parody with the mm-hmm. performer category. And then again, very colorful and genre diverse. I mean, we have fucking Kraftwerk and Randy Rhodes and Gil I Scott. I mean, to Heron, be fair, like, a lot crazy. of those guys are dead. So there's yeah. still more female votes going in. Yeah, it's true. Uh, than male ones. Yeah, yeah that's but, true. The living male, the living vote does, you know, but a lot of these people that we are suggesting are also still not around, but deserve to be recognized, honored, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, known about. It's heartening to hear that they are working on it. You know, me personally, I'm like quite annoyed. They have made so many obvious mistakes that they could easily correct. And Mm -hmm. let's fucking get to it. Gil Scott Heron, like Randy Rhodes, Billy Preston. These are all like LL. These are all like obvious people. This is like, to me, like critics taking kind of taking control and being like, oh, this is now next year. The New York Dolls go in here. Craftwork, like Craftwork going in. This is where, you know, this is how they put the replacements in five years from now. Like getting the important, the quote unquote important bands in. This is how they do it now. It's giving the nominating committee a few extra votes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, for them to decide on their own, which is maybe how it should have been. mm -hmm. Granted, it would be awesome. I would love it a lot more if it were Shaka Khan this year, but it'll probably be Shaka Khan next year. Like, 
when she when she doesn't get in on the ballot again. Yeah, yeah this is just the way to get people who belong in in without having to like argue that gene simmons won't vote for them right 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 and presumably like ll did so so badly and shaka's like not doing shaka maybe has a shot but i mean we, we don't know because the vote totals are secret but here here's one thing i will say Kristen, is that we have a long time between now and the induction ceremony oh, uh, baby. october 30th and before this announcement i was trying to think of creative ways to fill that time. But suddenly we have a lot of new- So con- congrats, Kristen. You're to not cover. gonna get tricked three times. Yeah, uh, I, I'm- the fallback. Yeah, no pranks. I, I'm I, glad I, that there will not be hopefully a prank episode, but I am always to, on the lookout. We have to cover Gil Scott Heron and Billy Preston and, and many others, so- I'm uh, excited to learn about a lot of these artists. Like I'm quite happy about much of what's going on. Like I think it bodes well I will never fully be happy with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) I don't think it's possible for them to change enough for me to really be happy with them. But, you know, our predictions came true as well. Like pretty much there was no surprises necessarily on this uh, as far as who got in. But yeah, I'm actually heartened, I think, by the extra, by putting so many extra people in. Because again, it's like, granted... I would prefer it was more diverse, but it's also people who obviously should have been in for a long time. I'm into writing wrongs. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fa- famously, that's uh, been your yeah, cause. That's my yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Kristen, you have said all along, put in 10, they're putting in 13. So, I mean, it's not from the ballot, but it's something. You know, they, they, it's a big class, which but is something we've advocated But seven were from for. the ballot, which is interesting too. It's like, if we just pretend mm-hmm. that LL is the seventh inductee, that's a pretty great class. Two, maybe even three hip hop inductees, depending on how you want to interpret Gil Scott Heron. But like, we've never had more than one. We're lucky to get one hip hop inductee. So we're, I think it's an attempt to move forward. And I think we have to give credit. The major change that happened right before this was that John Sykes is now the chairman of the Rock Hall and he is in charge. And suddenly there's this massive shift. I don't think that's a coincidence. I do think we have to give it up. This is maybe what's to come in the John Sykes era. Yeah, I think it does bode well. I agree. I am annoyed by the lack of gender parity, I think. And I hope that someone does listen to this show or that just like, I don't know, it seems that us talking into the ether has made a small difference. (laughs) Whatever that's worth, if that's just, yeah. And I do hope that that we continue to correct the wrongs on this path. I I'm now like really pulling it in my mind that, yeah, wow. The acts that were the top four of our personal ballots, Tina, Carol, Jay-Z, Go-Go's. Mm-hmm. Those four acts all are getting in. And yeah, so by by all accounts, we should be happy. And I think we are. We're going to yeah. go and it's going to be it's going to be a great ceremony. I'm very yeah. interested to see how they do it, too. I'm curious. Well, I am. I do think it is going to be smaller shows in more locations or something like that. So, well, I mean, they they have the Rocket Mortgage Center in Cleveland booked which is like the giant oh. stadium that the Cavs where, where play. Where the Cavs in. play. So. Well, I guess, you know, if they're having like football games and stuff like that, are they, they're having baseball games. 
Mm-hmm. They're having basketball and games. They're having basketball games. Oh, and they're having bat. So if sports is happening, as I'm yeah. clearly ten percent capacity or something right. like that. It's, though there's pods and there, you know there are people in there, but they're so. I guess there's there's a lot of time in between now and October 30th. I'm excited to have our special episodes to cover some of these inductees that we have not before. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun six months. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do think so. And I think uh, unless anybody has anything else they want to say, I think that's going to do it. That's the yes. inductee announcement for the class of 2021. I I'd just like to say I'm upset. Jimmy Pardo wasn't here to learn. I got more points than him right at the end. <laughs> a surprise uh, like yeah. last second, two additional points for Joey. Okay. That's going to do it for the show. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened to this show instead of listening to the actual announcement or reading the announcement, you know, forgoing the news and learning with us. We appreciate that. That's always a fun thing every year. Uh, and, and thank you to everybody who's been on this journey to uh, the inductee announcement with us. This does conclude our special coverage of the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee announcement. Uh, but we will be doing, I guess, special coverage of all the stuff that we have learned here today. Joey, Round Ball Rock is the podcast. And it's where true. Can people, uh, where can people follow you and that kind of uh, stuff? Follow me on Twitter at Joey Divine. Um, yeah, that's excellent. That's it. Well, Whatever. it's always a pleasure having you, Joey. Yeah, um, I miss you guys. Yeah, we'll, Aww, we'll, we miss you. But we'll do this in person be... very soon. I'm sure. Yes. Of it. Our listeners know they can follow us at Rock All Pod on Twitter and Instagram. RockAllPod at gmail.com is the email. If you would like Kristen to see that message, if you want to make sure that happens, you need to designate that somewhere in your email. Otherwise, I'm not <laughs> going to forward it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. I mean it. I think I had a dream that someone gave us a bad review. So don't make my nightmares oh, become don't reality. Don't make Joe's nightmares come true. If you listen all the way through to the end of the show to this part and you still don't want to give us five stars, like what What are you doing? Everything we do for you. <laughs> thank you, of course, to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to AKG for the microphone. And thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Kuzala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 